Um, I'm a sucker for an underdog. Uh, I love a long odds play if I if I know something about the team. We should expect some goals, maybe even hammer the over two and a half. We got our hands caught in the cooking jar. Yes, we, we got our hands. No week goes by without a rabbit's parlay. Hello, welcome back to Gambling Allocation Money Podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And we're back with another episode of the GAM Podcast after another uh, weekend of MLS action. MLS is finally back. And uh, on the total for my pre- for the premium picks, I went 2-5, and five, which is not, not the best. But you look back at those bets... And we were uh, a goal away from from. Uh, they were not bad bets, I don't think, because um, we needed FC Dallas to score another goal. They they were two nil up on Toronto, and then they got a, a goal called back, and then Toronto ended up uh, tying it to be one one. So that was kind of a, I'd say a bad beat. And then in the many attempts that Chicago had, they could not find one against Inter Miami. So Chicago money line and Dallas money line fail me. So did so too did the Rapids money line, which I will say now is my worst bet to start the season. But uh, the two bets that I did head on were San Jose, New York Red Bulls, both teams to score and over two and a half goals hit pretty pretty comfortably, and then uh, over two and a half goals in the uh, Vancouver versus Columbus game. I almost put both teams to score. Uh, because one of my big parlay pieces was Vancouver to score a goal, and they didn't. So, I mean, main play is alive. The parlay killed it. Vancouver killed my parlay before it can get any legs. Jared, how about you? Yeah, you took a, a lot more active approach than I did to week one. I'm kind of in wait-and-see mode. Um, quite a bit of off-season changes, um, changes in uh, many things. We've got new teams in the league. We've got Nashville uh, jumping over to the Western Conference. A lot of storylines yet to play out. Uh, a lot of new players and how they make an impact early is kind of will be determined over the next couple of weeks. So um, I took a wait-and-see approach everywhere except for Colorado and Boy, that was uh, a <laughs> yeah, that, that was a rough one. That, that was, was a rough the one. Worst. Uh, and going forward, I think uh, we don't really know what the Rapids look like. Uh, whether I mean, kind of expectations have kind of tempered a bit since the uh, first place finish. So uh, we can, I'm staying away from betting them from for a little bit. I always say them at plus money at home is pretty good. They are plus money at home. That's not something I want to ever tell people to hammer because I'll hammer it just because there's. You know, my team. But Sometimes I would tell you to hammer it, but now the hammer is off. For a little bit. Uh, for a little for bit. Right now. For yeah. The, the, uh, you, they say strike while the iron's hot. The iron is not hot no, not in, in Commerce City. So that's that's kind of a stay away from situation, I, I believe, as well. Um, other surprising results, Austin. I don't think they scored five goals in the last two months of the last of last season. Yeah, uh, hang up a five spot on Cincinnati. So uh, another wooden spoon headed to Cincinnati, possibly. But they I got a Super know. Bowl. <laughs> so the, I, I mean, at least an appearance, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah, they got a Super Bowl appearance, which is for all Cincinnati fans probably enough to carry them through the next 
40 four, or 50 years. Oh, okay. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought I was thinking four or five. No, years. no, no, no. You Being a guy span. from the Cincinnati area, uh, long suffering is something that they're used to. Uh, that Super Bowl appearance will carry them through a, a long while. They also have their local well, good hero. Good for them. Good for Great them. for them. Not a soccer team, though. Uh, DC United did exactly what we expected against Charlotte. I think that yeah. was, we called that as maybe the most uh, easily. But. Um, dog walk of the week I, I do want to say though because um they were uh charlotte was taking a goal uh, a goal was taken away from charlotte who um who put up a a 1.0 expected goals against dc so they you know they should have had that goal they, they lost 3-1 but dc united i think punching above their weight they had a 1.6 xg for that one ended up 3-0 it's not i don't think it was that indicative of a win if that makes sense it wasn't the uh DC United hammer the team, you know, they they kind of kept even possession. It wasn't as 3 I think the Rapids 3-0 was a lot more holy shit they got they got their shit kicked in as opposed to the uh the Charlotte one. What do you think? Yeah, Rapids was a surprise. Charlotte was that was the narrative going in is they would probably get shit canned. Also interesting goal scorer in that game, <coughs> Ola Kamara onwards uh i think it, it was yeah we mentioned chicago not getting a goal over miami was surprising yeah um, but miami at home holds a draw and that's a win for them um <laughs> congratulations them. to miami and here's the thing about miami they've had the most roster turnover so about nine of the 11 players on that starting 11 for miami were new so that's kind of still kind of concerning if you're a miami fan i still want to fade them because you got to think uh and especially who they're who they're playing next in let me see who they're playing next. I thought, yeah, they're playing Austin FC. So at Austin, I think if Austin can replicate what they did against uh, Cincinnati, make it kind of worth, you know, coming back, we're going to be looking at Austin, who, who were hot to start the season last year. It was towards the middle where they started to to kind of fall off. And so yep. I, I, think, uh, I think Austin at home is a good bet right now which I would not have said last year at all. But e even then, like if not them, the over on goals is also nice. Yep, decent play there. Uh, Austin seems to be in scoring form, so uh, something to check out. I was surprised to see New England uh, was able to pull a draw. I, I thought New England might struggle on the road to start the season, having the short off season, having and such a long uh, flight because that's their longest away travels that they've had in, in the last two years in between this season and last. So Damn. Yep. That's so uh, good draw for New England, uh, possibly bad draw for Portland. Uh, the Sunday slate, big surprises. Atlanta beat the shit out of Kansas City. Yeah, that was um, – I, I, for one, saw that one as a tough one to gauge. I had no real read on either side there. I, uh, I was surprised to see that happen. It's also um, – it was also weird because I was in L.A. for the first week of, of, of MLS, so I couldn't really bet. But seeing that second slate, the Sunday slate of games, was really tough because there was like a, a lot of unknowns everywhere. And so, um, yeah, I was surprised by that one. I'm sure they're going to come back, though, right? Yeah. Because they play Houston at home, which is probably the lock. That's a great bounce game. <laughs> That's a great bounce game. You come home, you play a team that is in major struggles. So, uh, yeah, I think that should be and, and, highly considered. And let's not let's not freak out about SKC. They, like I said, also Seattle lost at home. I think uh, the 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 top three Western conferences Western conference teams last year was Colorado, Kansas City, Seattle. All of them lost. Two of them were on the road, and you kind of you can kind of excuse that, right? 
But Seattle losing at home, I did not expect. Nashville kind of uh, asserting themselves as a Western conference team now so they, they said we're TBD. here we're here know. to play i, I got them in the playoffs so we'll we'll see how that goes but um a good first week of football it was and on to we got a bicycle kick yimmy chara's bike oh that we, was so nice vela's hat trick i know it happened to, to the rapids but it's always nice to see vela like uh kind of because if you've seen vela the last two seasons he's not been smiles i'm confused at why he's vela thinks spirits. he's spider-man <laughs> why why'd you say that the spider, you know, the Spider-Man celebration. He did it. Yeah, oh, I don't, he did I, it three times. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I is he a big Tom Holland fan? Maybe I, hard to say. Uh, maybe he's just um, confused. Maybe he actually is Spider-Man. I'm not sure. Because he looked like it against the Rapids. He yeah. definitely had some powers working in his favor. I mean, all I say is Carlos Vela doing Carlos Vela things for this league is good. The more superstars in the league that are, you know, kind of, you know. Coming out, making scoring hat tricks, having fun, scoring, you know, making making their moves. It, it, it's good for the league to have those those players shine, and having Carlos Vela shine is ultimately what I like to see. God, I, I always the optimist one. I'm a pessimist. I want to see those big money signings fail. Well, always that's fail. Say, that's why I said Insignia is going to flop. Yeah, well, but for different reasons. Just because I, I I think they're going to rely too much on him to produce, and he's just going to be bodied by some of the big center backs like Walker Zimmerman or maybe even an Austin Trusty. No, not even Austin Trusty. Or like look at uh, Mario for LAFC. I think um, I think Insignia is going to have his work cut out for him. But uh, let's talk about the, the current slate. Can I tell you uh, the biggest gripe I have with the slate is that... Um, I bet you will. Is, is the amount of games that are happening on at the same time. So you have... Chicago Fire versus Orlando, Cincinnati versus D.C., Minnesota, Nashville, Rapids, Atlanta, Salt Lake Sounders, Vancouver, and then New York City. As a neutral, you don't like that. No, As an old-school English football fan, I love to see everyone kicking off in that's, the afternoon. It's nice. That's uh, It's not nice, yeah. though. You, you know, you get to catch all the results at once. You get to see that they have got the primetime games that so are I get, surrounding. I get this for the... Decision day. Decision day, sure. But you'd, you'd like to see more airtime for well, yeah, MLS because games. you'd think that uh, you'd want to space them all out throughout the day. Uh, and, and, then, and even then, you have San Jose and then Columbus that starts at 3.30. I'm not going to see that game. I'm already in the stadium by the time that game <laughs> starts, okay? So it's not like I'm going to see that. The, the, the morning games, though, we have New England versus Dallas. I could pro- I'm probably going to miss that one, too, since I work. Like, what is it with trying to fill them in all during the day? Like, why can't we just have, like, MLS at, like, after dark, you know? Because that's when the real magic of the league happens. But 11.30, I'm going to miss that. New England versus Dallas at 12. Toronto, New York. This is all Mountain Standard Time, too. And then Kansas City, 1.30 against Houston Dynamo. I'll probably be able to catch that one, and that's about it. Yeah, and, I, you know, I think that it's more... Two games we, it's, out it's of it's regional the, uh, specific. I think that's uh, that's the audience that MLS needs to be grasping is to be able to lock in local audiences when they're willing to watch the games. So um, I, you know, I, I think a little fundamental disagreement there. I just don't think that MLS is drawing numbers big enough to justify big national TV slots against. You know, you're coming into the thick of college basketball season. 
Um, so the networks are, are not going to be, you know, itching to put on some mid-level MLS action well, then as much as we'd though. like to see it. But look at the this, games though. will be played regardless of the time. Austin versus Inter Miami at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You have to wait six hours for the next game. Los Angeles versus Portland Timbers. That doesn't make sense at all. I can guarantee you, you can take some of these Saturday games and move them to that Sunday slot. But that's just a gripe I have. Uh, with As the a fan, right do you want to play another Sunday game? Would you rather have our Rapids game be on Sunday instead of a Saturday afternoon? Because I like Saturday. Afternoon. I do like Saturday afternoon, but I also thought, why haven't we had? When's the last time the Rapids had a Friday game? I don't know. Long may it ever be that they don't. You don't like Friday Saturdays? evening traffic. Wednesdays and Saturdays. Wednesdays is you know Wednesdays is understandable because you have to get a second game in during There's the a week. Different magic to but Wednesdays. Friday nights are tough because I mean uh, Denver has traffic, LA has traffic. There's a lot of major cities. Atlanta has some really terrible traffic. I guess. Um, I guess. You know, I, I think getting to the park any weeknight is a challenge. I like Saturday afternoon, Sunday. I just don't like a hangover on Monday morning. Call <laughs> me a baby, but. The games will be played nonetheless. Speaking of games, which one sticks out to you? Which one? Uh, I think we mentioned SKC Houston Dynamo. Is that the lock kind of our shared lock of the week? Uh, uh, Anytime uh, we agree, it might be a decent fade. No, I think Kansas City <laughs> at home is a, is going to roll Houston. I think Houston's going to find it um, a struggle for this early part of the season um, with some major addition of Hector Herrera. We'll see how they uh, piece things together as the season goes on. But right now, I think Houston is right up there uh, with the teams to fade worse in the league. So you mentioned uh, you're kind of at a wait and see with the uh, with MLS right now. You're going to go to the game on Saturday, the home opener. I'll be there as well. It's going to probably be cold as shit. Um, after that Rapids versus Atlanta game, what's the first game you're going to look to see on replay uh, because we know that's that's going to be the one that we gravitate towards as as the local fans here. But what game on this Saturday slate do you do you think I need to see that one? Uh, not maybe as soon as you get home, but like uh, you know, yeah, yeah. This, this is the one that catches my eye. As a neutral, I want to see what happens between Chicago and Orlando. I, I think lied. both of those two are going to be contenders. I think they'll fall. Well, I think Chicago in general. Yeah, we're, I think like let's see it. You know, like let's see what these guys are all about. At home against Orlando, this will be the true mark of the of the Chicago team. Any prop you like for that one? You think they'll score some goals? Nope. Like I said, that one's one I like because I, I'm neutral. Just yeah, watch. there's a couple other games that I'll, I'll be looking at the score lines. I might be looking at some goal score um, who hit. But uh, for Chicago Orlando, I, I don't feel that comfortable. You know, last year it was just ride DK. Uh, DK ain't there no more. Nope. So we can, um, it can still be ride DK. Except he's not scoring for West Brom. Yeah, in a different uh, yeah, and And a different time slot and a different time of day. Exactly, in a in a much tougher league to score, and but you have a long season, so I think his odds will be a little bit better. Regardless, um, I'll be interested to see Cincinnati at home again. Uh, DC United is a team that I rate. I I'll I'll be looking at that scoreline because I think I'll bet DC to win at Cincinnati. We know Cincinnati's been a very amicable stadium. So you don't you don't think that's a uh, a trap game? It may be. I, I I'm struggling not to take trap. the minus one. Uh, I, it, I like it. I like it a lot. It seems like uh, it seems like a no brainer. I and that's the thing is no <laughs> too brainer, obvious. No brainers in this league get you L's on the uh, on the score sheet. I, I'm staying away from that one uh, just because I still don't believe. I, if there was anyone else, I, I feel like you could put Chicago there, Orlando, Columbus, Atlanta, New York, any other team. But DC is the one where I'm just like. 
the one for me that I'm really excited to see is Charlotte versus LA Galaxy because Charlotte is planning on breaking the attendance number. Now, um, there's something to be said about... They're going to break Atlanta's number? They're trying to. Are they? In the, so they're obviously they're in the Panthers stadium. They they want to. I think so. Yeah. Okay. That's the that's the rumor I heard. But the thing about Charlotte is we've seen a lot of uh, new stadium bumps and they lose. And so that that one's I I feel like um, if you can go back to 2020 Nashville's home opener they lost in the new ground against Atlanta. Cincinnati lost in their new ground against Inter Miami. Austin FC lost in their. Uh, I think they lost in their open. Yeah, they lost in their yeah. opener. And I'm trying to think of more. Columbus, I believe, didn't win in their opener, or maybe they did. I'm forgetting. But it's not a proven track record that new ground equals new stadium bump. Yeah, and this isn't their ground, right? Not if no. they're setting a stadium record. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's a lot of pressure for a team that just is, you know, f- their ass is still th- a little bit swollen from the spanking they took this last yeah. weekend. Um, I mean, may- maybe it's, you know, swollen, but I don't know. I, I-, I thought maybe it was kind of uh, an undeserved loss, personally speaking. As an XG guy. As an, X- as an XG guy, they-, they played a lot better than the scoreline suggested is all I'm saying. Now, um... Aside from that, Vancouver, New York City, you always know I love Vancouver. I'm not betting money on them for a bit. I don't think Vancouver is going to be the spoiler team this year. No. I, I think they're I, actually bad. I think they're bad, too. <laughs> they look to be bad. But so did New York City in their game against uh, L.A. I don't know if you saw that. but Yeah, Vandu New York City has a lot, of, a lot of engagements right now. We know with Champions League, they um, advance, and they'll yeah. have... Fixture congestion. And I think all the New Champions okay. League teams lost uh, opening weekend. Yeah, well, for good reason. They took they took a different tact. They yeah. probably have played rotated lineups, um, or they have to play rotated lineups in MLS matches because they went all out to, to try to win in Champions League, and, and good on them for that. I think that's the correct way to play, and if there's any solace to be taken in that, it's that uh, teams that aren't in Champions League don't face that same fixture congestion at this you're point right. of the season. No, right. And it's all, I mean, all these points are super important. I think both leagues, I think at the top of the both divisions and the bottom of both divisions for playoff spots is going to be very close. So these points are just as important as points come October. Yeah. And uh, uh, the narrative last year was uh, that Colorado won there, uh, that, that maybe SKC and Seattle choked and they are the ones that blew. But no, like like you said, you win your games early on, and you you know whether or not wherever you are in, in at the point, whatever season you are, a win's a win. You take those points no matter where you get them. Uh, besides that, we're gonna wrap it up. Oh, one more thing I'd like to mention: the New York Red Bulls are hot. They went to San Jose. They went the long travel from coast to coast, New York to uh, San Jose, and they put up not only what I think was the best performance of the week let me check their uh xg here uh they had a 2.7 expected goals on the road as they beat san jose 3-1 now maybe san jose is just a terrible team but uh i think that could also be a, a factor but the red bulls are away again to toronto fc and t- who t- you t- know i think are not that field. Good. they can't they probably are still at a capacity um 
regulation. I know hockey, they still can't have a full stadium. So really? I, I wonder, I don't know. I mean, being outdoors versus indoors, maybe they can fill BMO, but um, Red Bulls are going to be tough to stop. Toronto didn't have a fir- good first week. I think that's a uh, game to keep an eye on. One more I want to mention before we take off is Salt Lake, Seattle. Um, Salt Lake at home. I think Salt Lake's uh, idea of soccer this year is to have as few goals scored as possible in every <laughs> single match. So I think under one and a half on that game, um, it's going to be high plus money because when Seattle's involved, uh, Vegas expects goals. So yeah, and um, Seattle did not have the best of games at home. They put up a whop in where is it point six expected goals against and lost one nil to Nashville. And I mean, maybe, Salt Lake is maybe a bunker team. Maybe it's CCL. Here, here's why I'm kind of hesitant. Here's why I kind of fade you. Maybe they needed the rest. Maybe now with a week of training and maybe on the road, it's going to be harder. But nonetheless, I, I, I don't think you know that that it's going to be a goal thriller. I think we can agree on that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be. I, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, you know, eat crow if it ends up being 5-4 with nine goals in the game. But I don't, you know, I'm willing to, you know, bet the under on their totals. Yep. I think that's going to be a low scoring game. But I think we have another uh, a good week of proving ground uh, to see how teams start to shake out who's who's uh, in it and who's um, who's really bad. I think that what the exciting thing about week three and four will be is we find our sure fade targets. I think Charlotte, San Jose, Vancouver right now look ripe for the picking and uh, being able to bet against a team effectively is just as good as being able to bet on a team effectively. Absolutely. That's going to be it from us here at the Gambling Allocation Money Podcast. You can follow me at FC. You can find me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. And then of course if you're interested go ahead and join the discord where we'll give all the analysis of the picks for free and if you want to actually see our picks you can go ahead and pay the premium price point of fifty dollars for the season it gets you in it's a nice little community we got going on you'll also spank your fantasy league if they're not subscribers you'll get all the hottest tips there too um so enjoy taking you know your your friends 10 bucks (laughs) on that buy-in uh because these tips are hot yeah and for two of five, it could have easily been a four or five weekend. I, I feel like uh, we got a good look on on the kind of season ahead. And I, and I think uh, the picks will start coming thick and thin. We'll probably start hitting at a good clip capacity come the, you know, as you said, come week three, week four, when we finally find who's bad, who's good. And, you know, teams like right now, the Red Bulls and Columbus crew who are hot. So, I mean, if that's not a little nod to who I think he should be betting on this week, I don't know what else should be. But, yeah, it's going to be it from us at GAM underscore MLS for all the uh, Twitter account. And we'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye.